Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talking Games podcast. This is episode 201 of Talking Games. Uh, I am joined by Mr. Hugh Perry. Hello. And no one else. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. There we go. Sticking with tradition. There we go. That's it. Exactly right. Yeah, you saw you said that last time, right? Every day. Uh, time. I'm, <laughs> I'm a man of little repertoire and, um, you know, a lot of repetition. Do no, nothing so, but consistent. Yep, that's me. <laughs> uh, so this is, uh, like I said, our 201st episode. Uh, we had our 200th episode spectacularama. Yeah, so this uh, is the last, countdown, really. This is just going to be a bit boring, this episode. We're all feeling a bit like we're on the come down after the party. There was a lot of drinks. There was a lot of girls. There was a lot of drugs and boys, too. Yeah, um, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're we're all various safe. pinatas. <laughs> yeah, um, some llama shaped because Matt got Fortnite. Yeah. And... <laughs> I still have not played it. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have bet, it. I bet your friggin' building skills are phenomenal by now. I bet you've been like uh, stream sniping ninja and just been like wrecking him every game. Oh, I have. If you've been watching his Twitch stream, I'm the guy that, yes, that's been doing that. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I don't know if I'm Matt-tastic for, or I don't know, does Switch have names? Do we have names on Switch? I have. I suppose maybe it would use your Epic account name. Uh, okay. All right. Well, possibly. Don't have, don't have one of those, so... <laughs> Surely you got so, yeah. well. You will do when you play the game because you got a lot. Right, of exactly. It's it. it I've not like I said. I haven't. I've downloaded it, but that's as yeah. far as I've gone. And you can lo- you can log uh, in and as long as you haven't played it on PlayStation Four with an with an account. Yeah, you know. I have not done that. Yeah. So, but that's the case, right? Like, if I have it on my phone, I can use that account, right? Correct. And on uh, Xbox and on PC. Oh well, Just let me tell you about PlayStation Xbox. Four because they're a big bunch of grumpy bollocks. Let me tell you about Xbox and uh, Nintendo. Those two are BFFs. Yeah, man, they've been dropping some serious shade. Did you see that trailer <laughs> they put out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, play yeah. together, guys. Woo! Exactly. Did you see that little tweet chain? Yeah. Did you see Xbox saying that their body is ready? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they should be ashamed of themselves. That's I know, just... you can't say things like that to Nintendo. Right, exactly. Like well, the, Nintendo seemed. Yeah, like I don't the, know. they're like I, the cr- cuddly dad video games companies. I expected like some kind of like I, I don't know because they were back and forth so much that I was expecting like some like like I don't know like pictures of like penises, chibis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always expect that, uh, but like chibi Samus and chibi Master Chief, just like yeah, banging their heads together, their helmets together, and. Yeah, like fist bumping and stuff. Exactly. I have the uh, what was the what's the what's the bad not the not the what's the parasite in uh, in Halo? The flood. The flood. It's the flood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got flood in my Metroids. You got Metroids in my flood. Mm. I I don't know. Yeah, it's that would kind of work actually. I mean, you know, visually they're kind of similar. I think we're here to finally say that Halo is just a big old ripoff of Metroid. <laughs> yeah, Bob 
Bobby just shifted awkwardly in his seat. <laughs> right. Like, oh, so this is the official my baby. <laughs> this is the official. This is the official talking games uh, stamp and uh, uh, stance on this issue mm-hmm. is it's established today. And um, yeah. with hang on, you can only veto this with words. So is anybody here willing mm-hmm. to veto that? No, no Bo- Bobby. Bobby had his chance. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There we go. Bobby had his opportunity and he decided yeah, not to say anything. First, folks. He Halo got his approval. Is a yes. Metroid ripoff. Also, yes, Halo Met- Halo Prime co- coming in 2020. <laughs> it'll Halo be like it'll, it'll be like Halo, but with not as good controls. And Master Chief can roll around. You can see Master Chief's reflection in his visor. Yeah. Can you do? You can't. No, it's not first. Well, yeah. Duh. Yes, of course, it's a first person. But uh, they don't. They don't do that, right? Mm, that was just like a uniquely no. Metroid Prime thing, right? Seeing Samus's face through a visor. No, I think that's specifically a Metroid thing. That was a good thing. I like that. It was. Cool. Um, so, Hugh, do you have any like exciting news? Any kind of uh, what, have you, what have you been playing? Here? Um, I've been playing a few things. I've picked up a. Um, I spent a mammoth six pounds on two things in the Steam sale recently. Um, I got the okay. digital version of the tabletop game. Um, no, still. Tokaido, um, <laughs> which is really cool. Um, the basis of which is. Um, it's set in um, Japan, <clears throat> and I think there's six characters, and each character has like a special ability. And what happens is, you just travel from sort of one place in Japan to another, and you visit little like you have little spots that you can stop at on the way. And the aim is to collect as many points as possible, but you collect points by um, like there's some some places you stop at and they're like um, sort of like beauty spots. So you stop there and you um, you paint part of like the that landscape. So you have to stop at like that type of landscape three times, and then you finish the painting and you get points for it. Um, there's other ones where you can you can stop at shops. Um, you can buy gifts for your for your friends. Um, and certain gifts um, have like points values um, attributed to them. So it's basically about sort of trying to um, plan ahead and think, right, next I want to go to this place because I need to pick up this stuff or I need to get more money. Um, also tactically thinking um, about what other players have got in terms of like maybe somebody's got sort of two pieces of one of the portraits that they painted so you could go to the third and block them from getting to it and stuff like that so it's kind of sort of like a um strategy resource mm. gathering game based in sort of Edo period japan and it's cool it's got a really nice aesthetic to it as well and it's like i think it was like maybe £2.50 on Steam at the moment in the sale. Um, and the other game I picked up, which um, was something Bobby recommended to me, um, which is called The Yorg. 
Um, and it's written and drawn by... Hang on, let me grab the book a second. Written by Emily Carroll. Okay. And also drawn by her too, um, who, if you're a comic book reader, you may know her from Through the Woods. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Um, cool. Which is a very good... If you like horror stories, yeah, spooky, good. it's a spooky one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. really good. Um, and it's it's very interesting. It's um, it's I suppose you could call it like a graphic choose your own um, adventure. So basically, you start off. I think there's four characters to pick from, um, and it's um, sort of local multiplayer. Um, so each person gets a turn. And each person can select to go to... They're basically in this town. And you can select to go to an area in that town. And it'll give you two actions you can do. So you can go to the hospital. And you can um, help treat people. Or you can... Um, I'm not sure what the other option was. Something like maybe get like treatment for something for yourself. Um, but basically... The basic, treatment yourself. Yeah, treatment yourself. Um <laughs> In a Batman costume. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So the basic sort of goal is to get like it takes it only takes about half an hour to play through it. Um, But it's um, randomized. And the basic goal of it is. Is to try and stop this thing called the Yorg happening. So the first place where I went through, I picked this this lady and I was like, um, right, okay. I'll first thing I did was. I was like, I'll go to the woods. So you go to the woods, and I was like, okay, I'll chop some wood. And then it comes up, is like, you're chopping wood. And you hear a rustling in, in amongst the trees. What do you do? You can either, like, attack the thing that's in the woods with your axe, or you can run away. So I was like, okay, I'll run away. And it's like, you tried to run away, but a werewolf chases you down and bites you. Um, mm. And you you wake up in the morning with no wound and you feel completely fine. Um, <clears throat> and then the next character, like I did a few things with him, and then it was this one bit where I was like, okay, I'll go into town and I'll I'll start drinking. So I go into the town, I go into like the bar, and this like dark figure comes up to me and sort of like tries to beckon me into this room, and I'm like, no way. But this dark figure basically has the power of suggestion over you calls yeah. you into a room and long story short you get bitten and turned into a vampire um so on my first playthrough i did not um see off the yorg um no. but you you don't want to in your first playthrough right no, no, i mean no, it would be an anticlimax if i was like you know, yeah you know i you kind of want your ass kicked a little yeah i mean all, all the way through my life, I've been kind of like, if I ever come up against the Yorg, the last thing I want to do is have the anticlimax of, like, beating it first time around. And I'm right. sure many people, you know, w- have felt that way throughout their lifetime. Um, but it's cool. Like, I, the, there's some, like, really nice music in it, which just um, changes and fits what's going on really, really nicely. Um, the art, unsurprisingly, is very cool and it's re- like really well written. Um, and it's also kind of got like an RPG element as well because when you do certain actions, so sort of like say if you get drunk, which one thing mm. I found funny, if you get drunk, you gain like one charisma. So, um, so you have like um, there's one character 
characteristic for like wealth there's one for your strength um and so on and so forth so there's a little bit of sort of like rpg element to it um and that's also on sale on steam right now and if you've got steam and you like comics um and also video games obviously um and sort of um something that's a bit different because I, I just think i've ever really played a video game that plays exactly like that before um i really really recommend it because it's damn good fun and like i said it's you can play it like local co-op as well um and also <coughs> me and bobby were um talking about it and i think one one time we're maybe going to do a stream where like um we screen share with each other and we can play it together where sort of like one person sort of controls what's going on and the other person sort of tells what they want to do um so it'd be quite a fun one to do a stream of that because it's you know right. it's it's such a unique um game to look at um other than that i've been playing a lot of the division because now they've got these things in there um and they're releasing more sporadically four at a time called um I can't remember. The, I think they're called shields. Um, and basically, long story short, is just you have a bunch of objectives. Each shield has different objectives. And every time you gain a shield, um, there's it, it's basically all towards earning rewards that you'll get when you um, when you start playing Division 2. Um, so some of them, like the one me and my friend did the other day, was like um, kill... 10 named enemies um, in general play, 10 named enemies in missions, and 10 named enemies in the dark zone. So we did that one. There was another one where it was like clear 25 landmarks in the dark zone. Um, and you get like a badge. So you get like a cosmetic item. Um, and you also get what... Um, you also get like caches as well. So when you unlock the caches, you get like two or three reward items and they're like high level reward items too. Um, but basically right now, so yeah, there's there's four of these shields that you can earn right now. And basically if you complete them all, um, you will get, it'll entitle you for two reward tiers, like the first and second reward tiers for whatever they're going to give you when Division 2 comes out. Um, mm. And I think there's another three or four lots of four shields coming out before division two comes out um and like I, i'm really enjoying playing that game again like it was it was one of those games that kind of it was good when it first came out but missed the mark but i think mm -hmm. if you're playing it now um by the way if you're an xbox one user and you've got game pass it's on game pass now so you can pick it up um it's a really, really good RPG cover-based shooter. It's good fun, and there's tons and tons of stuff to do in it. Um, so they've turned it into a really impressive game, and assuming that they've taken the lessons they've learned from um, the first Division game on board and take them into Division 2, I think Division 2 could be like something really, really special. So, um, yeah, that's basically what I've been up to. Tell us about your... Uh, your latest acquisition. Oh boy, I am excited about uh, this that. The first, I'm going to start off with some uh, bad news, uh, oh. or like sad, a little sadder news. Um, uh, I, w I woke up this morning, and apparently, this you know, it, it happened like technically two days ago, and it was announced yesterday. But one of my favorite writers, uh, and I'm going to talk this back to video games, but 
Harlan Ellison died. Oh um, yeah, that was a, that was sad. Yeah, I saw it. Right yeah, there. I mean, he, he was not to speak ill of the dead, but he was infamously, you know, a bit of an asshole, but a very talented one and a great storyteller. Uh, and the reason why I'm bringing it up is because one of my probably I wouldn't say top ten, but it's high up there. I have no mouth and I must scream is one of my favorite games from when I was a kid. Um, I used to play it on my PC back when I was. 11 and getting into such things as science fiction and all that and uh i i don't know i just wanted to throw that out there because while he was not a game designer he was uh involved with that with that adaptation of his uh, short story and i think it's one of my it's one of my favorite games and you can buy it right now for the low price of a dollar fifty on uh on steam oh i might have to check that out yeah, it's yeah. it's a point and click game, but he wrote it. He does the voice of the uh, AI in it, and uh, I don't know. It's 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 the neat little thing he's wanted to throw out there. I can't even there. say uh, that I knew that existed, so that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean that that yeah. guy, as far as sci-fi writers go, was a legend. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the guy who wrote like the City on the Edge of Forever, mm-hmm. um, Twilight Zone, and yeah. Alfred Hitchcock, and yeah. So yeah, he wrote some absolute classic stuff so yeah it's a sad loss but i was funnily enough i was on twitch earlier on and um brian hitch was tweeting about like some experiences he had with him and yeah. um brian probably hitch not good english and he said he said the the original the initial sort of interactions were awkward because basically like brian hitch obviously walked up to him and said like hi you know i'm a big fan and mm-hmm. um what he got back was what <laughs> what he described as um a dick van dyke style like cockney impression of him um so they he kind of like um got a bit yeah. annoyed by that and just sort of said um you know thanks for the dick van dyke impression and walked off but then he said later on they met at they sort of bumped into each other again and um it just kind of like became a bit of a joke between them. And then he said they started getting on quite well once they started talking to each other. But he said he was like, the guy was just, every time you were speaking to him, you were just sort of almost in fear of what he might say. Right, right. He was just so damn ferocious. Yeah, yeah. He was, he's, I mean, he's one of these, uh, you know, mid-century, uh, a little late mid-century writers that just, you know, Kind of a curmudgeon, uh, not not entirely a great guy, but a very talented, you know, mm-hmm. uh, storyteller and a uh, creative mind. And uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for point and click games uh, back in those early PC days. Hell yeah! And that wow. was definitely one of the uh, more fun and more. Uh, definitely one that stuck with me a lot more than some of the other ones I played. Oh, I have to give that a go because I used to really enjoy like one of the my favorite games from when i was a kid was the monkey island series mm-hmm. so yeah. you know i used to yeah, really if, enjoy if, if you can, yeah if you can roll with that scum engine uh that kind of lucas arts yeah. scum engine thing yeah then this this one would be right up your alley oh, cool. um i'll check it out but it's but it's not fun funny it's it's very it's very dark but still it's it's good cool. um but uh yeah um, so yes, I made it, I was visiting my brother in Kansas City and I had some time to myself. So I drove out to Olathe, Kansas. Shout out to all the listeners in the middle of nowhere. Um, I'm so I'm sorry you live there, but <laughs> I was looking for uh, used games, uh, used game stores just to like kind of see what was out there. And I found a video game store called Video Games. 
does what it, it says was, on the tin. It was right on the sign. <laughs> it just said, this, this is what we are, video games. Uh, um, and they were sadly, like a lot of other used, independent used game stores, going out of business. Uh, but they sold me a Sega CD. I told them, if, I can, uh, if it works, I will buy it. And we tested it. And it didn't work. And the guy said, give me 30 minutes. And I said, for a Sega CD, I would give you 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, and he got it working uh, well enough. And I tested it out. Um, the One of the problems we had with it, every time it would eject, you put a disc in and it would take it back in. Uh, because this was a Model 1. They made a second model, which was probably the one that most people remember. The one that kind of was on the side of the Genesis. That's the one um, I remember, yeah. Yeah. It, had, it looked like a, like a Walkman kind of thing mm-hmm. where you know, it had the, the lid uh, instead of like the, the tray. Um, and those work a lot better. Uh, but this one was a Model 1. And, uh, of course, as you know, more moving parts, the more likely it is that it is going to break. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Every time you would, it would take a disc in, it would just eject it right back out, you know. And uh, I went online, went on some forums to figure out what was the problem. And not surprisingly, it was the driver belt. Uh, and rubber, after 27 years of disuse, uh, it tends to dry out and take whatever shape it was last left in. So I removed <laughs> the driver belt. And something that should have been a tight circle looked more like a Cadbury egg, I guess. Just kind of a weird <laughs> oval. So yeah. I was like, yeah, that's probably it. So I went to the hardware store, went to plumbing, bought some O-rings, and uh, yeah, after about 30 minutes, got back up and running, and it's now fighting fit. Nice, sure. And, you're a quality yeah. tinkerer, it's got to be said, Matt. It's, it's, it's fun. Now, you know, I, I, I got my... I have this, uh, this... It's right over here, but I have this... Uh, box full of uh like precision tools and like soldering irons and things like that where <laughs> what, a, what a man every well it's every once in a while when you mess with old games like occasionally you're like i gotta get that thing out have you got and a so, drawer like, of like cables that you don't know where they came from yes as well? yes yeah Good. yeah because yeah, you, ne- you like, never throw any of them out because you never know when you might need them yeah who knows when it when, you never know when you need a ac adapter when you're in japan mm-hmm. you know so <laughs> Don't want to throw that out, you know. I, know. I was in exactly yeah. that bound recently. It was, it was chaos. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I I got to get that out. I got to take the driver belt out. It was it was a lot of fun uh, putting it back together. And the great thing about the Sega CD is, if you are uh, into some nefarious, filthy, illegal downloading of ROMs. You can uh, you can burn games to a CDR and pop them in your Sega CD, and the Sega CD is none the wiser for it. So only the basically, worst of humanity download ROMs and play them. Yes, I would never do that. These are all backups of my full library of Sega CD games Same. that I obviously yes. have. Yeah. Yes. Same here. Yeah, I have. You know, I have a copy of Snatcher and Padful Mail and all this stuff. I don't, but. Uh, <laughs> But no, I, uh, I, it took me a while because, uh, you know, it's not as easy as, say, like throwing some MP3s on a disc and popping them in your CD player. Like it's 2006. Uh, it's a little bit more of a process. But uh, about one o'clock at night last night, I finally 
uh, had, I was having a problem where I could get the games onto the disc, but uh, I couldn't get hit the music disc. So I'm playing like Sonic CD and there's just no music. Uh, but the, like the sound effects are there mm. and like the gameplay is there, but it's just, it's like dead quiet, which, you know, oddly enough, a lot of those Sonic games, the music's pretty necessary. Like static silence uh, yeah, is not... Playing, playing a Sonic <laughs> game with no music would just be weird. It, it's very unsettling. It's very awkward. Because um, you still hear the, you know, the whoop when he jumps and things like that. Mm. But yeah, no music uh, behind there was no good. Uh, but I figured it out last night, and now I have been, I have been playing Sega CD like there's no tomorrow. I'm very happy. I'm very, I'm very excited with my recent purchase. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it it looks cool. It is, it is, uh, it's it's a sleek little piece of uh, chunky hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was glad, the, you know, I, I was glad. Because small things like, you know, replacing a small belt that you can buy literally for like 50 cents at a hardware store, people are like, well, it just doesn't work anymore. Throw it out. And I don't know. I always find that a bit of a shame. Yeah, you know, I, guess, people... I guess, you know, that's, that is, you're right. It's a, I guess it's a similar thing to like a record player as well, you know, because yeah. anything with, that has like rotary moving parts will have, <laughs> you know, a rubber band in yeah. it like a drive belt like you say so mm-hmm. you know it sends the reason that that because they're made of rubber over time they're going to degrade um yeah. and you know more often than not with something like that because they're not like a disc mechanism isn't a complicated piece of machinery it's just some cogs slotting together with a motor um so it sends the reason most of the time unless the actual motor itself is gone then there's probably nothing that yeah. you, you everything else fix. is pretty easy easily replaceable yeah even like things like capacitors and changing those out as long as you're like semi because I'm, I'm not like a i'm not like a precision like uh, i can't like establish a, a motherboard or anything like that but i can take out a capacitor i could like solder i have basic soldering skills and it's just like you know a little bit of know-how. Like you can get these things back up and running pretty easily. Mm. But yeah, it's 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 kind of a bummer uh, with old systems because you either have people who find them and think nobody wants this because who would want this thing, and they just chuck it out, or they try to actually get it up and running, and one small thing goes wrong, and they're like, "Well, the whole thing's broken," and uh, you know. I don't know. I don't want to sound like a, a hoarder or something like that. All these things need to be saved. But with the Sega CD, there's only like 2 million of them out there. You know, and that sounds like a large number, but it really isn't. And Not for a game know, console, no. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's a bummer whenever you find out that these things just get tossed aside. At the very least, with these old game consoles, maybe they don't work, but they can always be scrapped for parts. So, don't, don't throw away your game systems, guys. Just... Donate them to a local store or, you know, send them to Northwest Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, so Matt uh, can retrofit them. Exactly, exactly. So, There's yeah. always something you can do. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I I, think the one the one thing I've always found with older games consoles, especially, like, the ones with, like, a power brick, like, mm-hmm. those are the ones that you've really got to worry about because the power bricks on them are, like terrible for dying like i think 
like I've still got my original NES, but like the the power pack I've got for it is probably about the fourth or fifth. Yeah, yeah. they just go. But you mm-hmm. know, I'd rather I'd rather they die than the console itself. Exactly. Yeah, I and mean, that's that's the thing. Uh, another thing that like people are constantly guilty of, but it's a small mistake. I'm not saying you're a bad electronics owner. This happening, but you are. Uh, but like uh, Game Boys and things like that, people leave batteries in them, you know, and they haven't touched them in years, and then you know corrosion happens, and the Game yeah. Boys. I mean, the worst, Game the worst Boys thing was good. the original Game Boy was the glue on the um, the screen cover. Because mm-hmm. um, yep. I not long ago um, dug my Game Boy out after probably about six or seven years of not touching it, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I, w- I wonder if it still works. So I pulled it out and I just like took it out of the case and the, the screen cover fell off and I was like, oh fuck, the screen's fallen out. And I was like, oh no, the screen's actually behind this thing. So yeah. like I just went that, that nice little border, you know, yeah. that little grey border. Yeah. yeah, so I just went on eBay and it was like two quid um, mm-hmm. and just got a replacement and it wasn't like um, it was actually pretty good. Um, it was, it had like really strong adhesive tape on it as opposed to glue so hopefully that'll be a bit more robust in terms of um holding itself together for a while but like yeah it's funny when it falls off because there's just like this horrible yellow like dried up (laughs) glue behind it and you're like it's kind of sunken in you know it's it's this weird looking looks like the game boy's tired yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, that's one of the coolest things about nowadays is, was, you know, the advent of like 3D printers and uh, screen printing, like replacement parts for video games have never been more readily accessible. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I've, I've you seen, can make anything these days with a 3D printer. So Yeah, I've seen people like uh, make, you know, like there's, there's, there's part stores that, you know, I go to online that have like the legs and the, the visor screen for like virtual boys. And it's like, oh, wow. yeah, it's like, like, they probably don't sell too many of them, but it's nice to know that if I ever find a random virtual boy, it's like, well, you know, that, that getting it up to fighting fit is not an impossibility anymore. Mm. Man, so. I would, I probably would get on a plane and come over just to play virtual boy. <laughs> they had one at the store uh, and I asked them how much and they're like, no, it's not for sale. Like, oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would. I. I. I would. I hate it because I, you know, this ACD. They, they gave me a really fair price. It came with the box and everything, so that's like nice. You know, the ultimate. You know, if you're collecting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I would have had to buy both if they would have sold me that Virtual Boy. You should have done like um, a American Pickers type thing. It was like, well, I really want that, but I also want that. So how about I give right. you? This much uh, for the uh, the Sega CD they had, and also. they had that they had uh, they had the box they had, you know because they have stuff on display yeah uh, they had the box uh, the Rob edition of the NES you know so oh, that wow. first shipment of NESs uh-huh. that, yeah. that came out uh, they had a Rob uh, which I've never seen a Rob for still I would love to have one Dang. Uh, even though he doesn't do anything except slowly move uh, but you know like this there's really cool. Uh, the, the Sega, like, I'm happy with my console collection. The Sega CD was one of the last things that I was like, that and Virtual Boy are like, the, the, those are what I would like. I would like to have them. I don't need them. 
but just to have them in the collection would be nice. Yeah. And now that I have the Sega CD, I have to ask myself, is it stupid to want to get the 32X? Do I want to complete the Tower of Power? You probably I should. It's, it's not... like. The Sega CD is the bigger one. It's the harder one to find. So getting the getting the last little guy to pop on top of there to make my Genesis looks like look like it's on life support. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, it kind of was at that stage. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, uh, oh I, man, Nintendo put out Donkey Kong Country. We have to do something. All uh, right, let's, let's let's sell this big stupid thing that goes on top of your Genesis. Yeah. So what exactly? No. That was just like basically just like an upgrade, wasn't it? It wasn't. Like yeah, that. it just all it did was uh, it gave the Genesis like a bit of a, you know, it allowed for more RAM essentially. Hmm. So it had like a little bit of a faster processor. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just basically it bulked it up just just a little bit to where it was comparable to say like a Jaguar or something yeah. like that. Not that which which is nothing that you should really want to compete with, but no. I mean, well, wasn't the wasn't the Jaguar like the first sixty-four bit console? The, technically, kind yes, of? but yeah. yeah, like they, they, you know, it was, I don't want to talk ill about the uh, marketing uh, skills of Atari, but uh, take everything Atari ever says with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, so, um, the, yeah, the fact that we bury games in deserts, yeah. Yeah, especially after the 80s, yes. Atari is probably lying to you if they're trying to sell you something. Oh, okay. If you're Which buying is funny, Atari seeing box, as how about to buy. yes, but they are currently <laughs> trying to get people to back Rollercoaster Tycoon. They're trying to get people to buy hats with speakers in them and other silly things. But Atari, mm, just, just... Go in there. Atari's not going to sell you a piece of gold. No. Yeah, they're, I, they're I, trying to get. Yeah, they're, they're trying to give you magic beans. The Just, thing I, I always always remember about the Jaguar was the controller. Like, oh what, god, what a With, fucking piece of shit that thing. Was. Like, it had like that like telephone like yeah, the nine buttons weird. like at the, the bottom. The games came with those like sheets that you put over them. So right. tell you what to do and it was like exactly you know you had like a ton of buttons on it already and then you had like these like 10 like buttons then like you say laid out like a phone with digits on them and they were never necessary no and like especially if you look at the, the game like there's only like you know probably four or five games that are kind of worth getting for the jaguar granted most of them got ported to the playstation or you know better systems the saturn maybe but uh you know like the better games for the jaguar uh they didn't need 14 buttons you know they didn't they didn't need a a full telephone keypad um alejandro's asking if you have a turbo graphic cd which is i was we were talking about it i would love to have a turbo graphics and a turbo graphic C- uh, CD, but I cannot justify the purchase of one. Mostly because not that finding one is just completely out of like the realm of possibility, but collecting for a Turbo Graphics at this point is a very, very expensive uh, uh, rabbit hole to fall into. And I'm 
as much as I love Bonk and uh, Legendary Axe and all those other great games, um, I'm probably not going to commit to the Turbo Graphics lifestyle. Yeah, Ka- I, think, Kanye I, think, I think that one is, you know, um, one for the way of emulation. Yeah, sadly, because right? they're they're definitely like the the Turbo Graphics is not a bad system. It is it's got a cool cool library, but because it has a cool cool library, yeah, it's gonna cost you. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be pricey. Yeah, boy. You gotta get your Hue cards. Your Hue cards spelled H U, not ah. not H U W. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Her cards. Um, I mean, the, the one game I remember playing on the Jaguar was Alias versus Predator. Yep. And at the time, no. I can remember thinking it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a... No, it was a bad system. It was. It's, it was, it was it, a bad system. It, uh, but it, it didn't mean that there weren't decent games on it. No, it was just poorly yeah. designed. Yeah. And, like... And, uh, I know they sold, uh... They famously sold, um unused jaguars uh to a dental uh company like a dental hygienist company that sold uh, uh, dent, uh dentist equipment yeah. and uh so at some dentist uh if you were to go back in time to say like the 2000s early 2000s you would probably see a retrofitted shell of a jaguar with like tubes and things coming out of it because <laughs> some company bought unused jaguars and converted them to like uh, dental picks and things like that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there are pictures floating around online of like these, like, like, like. This was once a jaguar, but now it cleans your teeth. Oh man, I'm gonna have to <laughs> Google some of that. That'll have to be the, uh, the the main image for the for the post for this podcast. Absolutely, yeah. When <laughs> when when video companies go out of business and they got to liquidate all their assets, you, you yeah. know, you, you turn to interesting, uh, interesting places for money. It's pretty, the amount of fucking weird stuff Atari's done in its lifetime. Like yeah. that whole thing with the, um, ET game, like burying it in the, the desert. And it's just like, like, like just weird business decision after weird business decision. And, you know, it was, it was especially like the late seventies Atari, like you just hear about like their studios in California, and it's just like like you know they, like oh yeah they had a hot, uh, a hot tub on campus, and like they would have parties all the time, and like there was like you know drug use and orgies and all this crazy stuff going on. And it's just like ugh, video game companies in the late seventies were were not uh, were not fun places to work. Apparently, <laughs> wow. Are too fun. I was going to say some of them don't yeah. sound particularly great to work for now. So, <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah, yeah now making, now they're just yeah they're just making I, games like Detroit Become Human and stuff like that. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, we actually have a a caller lined up for this show. Shall we? Shall we get him in? Absolutely. There he is. Welcome to the party. We've been talking about the Atari Jaguar. I heard that a little bit. How's it going, Hugh? I'm good, man. Hi. What is what is your favorite Atari Jaguar game, Greg? I've never. uh, (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Atari Jaguar. Don't touch one. They they're bad. They're bad for you. I wouldn't know where to find one. I I wouldn't either. It's probably for the best. A dumpster (laughs) in 1996. In in dentist practices, obviously. Yeah, Um, apparently. Yeah. So for those who of 
and I, I don't know why such a person would exist in all honesty. Um, Cola, would you like to introduce yourself to us? Hi, everyone. Uh, my name's Greg. Um, I'm a listener of Talking Games and pretty much almost every Talking uh, Comics podcast. The immortal question for every single person we ever have on this podcast is tell us about your history with gaming well um first game console i have ever owned was a sega genesis with a hand-me-down nice nice it's a good start so start off with the genesis uh worked my way through with uh some handhelds from there uh game boy pocket i think is where i started with the handhelds and then um just kept on going all the way through uh the ps4 now um didn't really get in too much into the xbox uh i got an xbox got a 360 but those were you know hand-me-downs after they pretty much mm-hmm. had already gone uh end of life hmm. that's probably the best way to do it with xboxes yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> They've only they've always been consoles whose like lifespan have been fifty percent good, fifty percent either build up or come down. I found um, they were just they never had much of an appeal for me. Um, yeah. Their exclusives were, I know a lot of people like them, but they weren't. I was more of a, a role playing game kind of player, so oh yeah yeah definitely the Xbox was not that yeah yeah. 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 Well, that's the thing they with PlayStation. You always have like a lot of JRPGs on it, don't you? So, mm-hmm. which is yeah. Unless you unless you're a PC user, the console you you want to have if you want to play JRPGs or RPGs in general is probably the PS4. So, yeah. So, yeah. So so basically, have you had like every single PlayStation, or did you skip any? Uh yeah no I had every single PlayStation. Nice. Um, usually got them out three years after they already came out or so, but mm. yeah, I ended up with uh, every single PlayStation. Sweet. And that's always good though. If you jump in halfway through a, li- a console's life cycle, like, like the, the, cause you're always waiting for games. Those first two years, like you're always sitting there just waiting for stuff to come out. Uh, yeah. The, P- mm. the PS4 was basically a desert. Yeah. For the first like yeah. 12, 18 months of his lifespan. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you're probably wise there. Um, how long so have you had your PS4? Jump on any piece of shit, yeah. Uh, I've had my PS4 since 2014, so about oh, four okay. years now. And we've only just been become friends on there. I'm I'm offended, Greg. You know, I didn't know you existed until you <laughs> came on the Talking Games podcast. <laughs> to be fair, most most people still don't, and yeah, that's fair. So, all right, I'll, I'll let you off on that one. I'll let you off. <laughs> um, but what what are your favorite games then? Give us like maybe your like off the top of your head, just top five games that you know you love. All right, um, it's gonna be older games for sure. Good. Number one game. Number number one game is a uh, Lunar Silver Star Story. Okay. All right. All right. Wow. Left field. Uh, <laughs> that's the game that got me into uh, JRPGs. So that's a PS1, PS1, right? I, so I played it on the PS1, but I know it came out, or uh, this 
it came out on like the Sega. Oh, uh, what, what's that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Funnily enough. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, Lunar what was it the blue what, Lunar Blue. It wasn't called Lunar Blue, but it had it like was, something in the title, like Blue Star Story or something like Blue's, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, there was two Lunar games that came out on the Sega CD, but I think they, like most the games that came on the Sega CD that were good, were later put on like the PlayStation, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's definitely my number one game. I've probably played that. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. <laughs> yeah, that's you've made Matt probably want to spend some money now. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> Um, next one would probably be probably be uh, you know, I really really enjoyed Persona Five. So damn fine game. Probably, when that thing came out, I uh, that's the only game I played for. A really long time. That's what, if, <laughs> if you're a JRPG fan, then like that game is probably like, well, your dream come true, really, because it's as JRPG as JRPG gets. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, stellar music. Yeah, yeah. That as, to this day, I listen to that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Uh, these next ones, no, no particular order. Um. Pokemon. Nice. Oh, which uh, which a specific one? Uh, or just the the franchise. You, I'm gonna if I'm gonna go with the specific one, I'm gonna say Silver. All right. Okay. We'll have to see how Kelsey reacts to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a big Lugia fan. Next game would probably be Fable. I really enjoyed that game. Nice. Okay. It's a damn fine game. Were you hoping for Fable two to be announced at? Um, E3. I've given up much hopes on. Yeah, I think everybody has. <laughs> You're certainly not going to get one from uh, what's his name, Peter Monolith, Mono, 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 something. What's the guy's name? Hugh, you're from the UK. Um, I don't know, Peter Mayhew. Oh God, there you go. Yeah, Chewbacca, yeah. the game designer. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember his name. All I remember is Peter as well. I know who yeah. you mean though. Yeah, yeah, the, the Connect guy. Yeah. yeah. Last game, Knights of the Old Republic. Nice. A fine got, choice. Fine choice. I got in trouble for talking about Knights of the Old Republic a couple of weeks ago. I have nothing wrong. I have nothing wrong to say about the game. The game is good. I just don't like that era of Star Wars. I, the game is good. The world. Bobby. I, I will say. <laughs> I'm I'm with you on that on that Matt. I'll I'll yes. agree with you on that one. I don't I'm not a fan of that era of Star Wars, but yes, Kotor is a damn good game. Yes, in the realm of video games, it's perfectly fine. I don't want a Kotor movie though. That's just that's all I'm saying. Well, I don't think we're gonna get any Star Wars. I don't think yeah, I don't think, <laughs> anyway. I, don't think I, don't, I don't think I have anything to worry about. Yeah. So, so. As if, let me tell you, if no one's gonna go see a Han Solo movie, they sure as hell are not gonna go see a Kotor movie. Hmm. So there we go. Um, do you have any questions you'd like to ask me and Matt? Hmm. It could be personal questions. Putting like, you on the spot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not about video games. The Q, how do you sleep? On which side? <laughs> how, do I, how do you sleep at night? <laughs> I don't think I have any, any questions, really. Um, none that I can 
think of. It's fair enough. That's fine. We we don't have interesting answers. So. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Matt. I'll make something up. <laughs> yeah, Matt, be like, I love the Atari Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's weird. Have you ever seen the controller for the Atari Jaguar, Greg? <laughs> No, I have not. Oh, man. It sucks. I'm curious. What is the going price for an Atari Jaguar today? Let's find, let's find out. Yeah. Let's see, let's see if it's worth uh, buying and streaming Atari Jaguar content. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When, but at your nearest oh. possible um, convenience, Greg, just Google Atari Jaguar controller. And it, it'll it'll make your fucking nosebleed. Nope. Two hundred plus for an Atari Jaguar. Really? No way. Yeah, there's 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 dunnies out there. <laughs> Man, there are. that's crazy. Like you could, I, I, you could get a Dreamcast for less than that. You can get a Dreamcast like thirty bucks I, and I know, you can I know burn they're, they're the different. entire library for it. Yeah. Well, I know they're different companies, but I suppose they were a similar era. I guess it's weird. Like, like I have to imagine that, like, the Sega Saturn had to have sold better than the Dreamcast, right? I guess. I, I uh, maybe not. I don't know, but I see I see Dreamcast everywhere, and they're great. If you don't own a Dreamcast and you want to do like old video game stuff, get a Dreamcast. Dreamcast is great. It's awesome. This controller is horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah go. yeah there's no good way to put your hands on it which is the one thing that a controller should do yeah. right it makes xbox's juke controller look like the greatest thing ever designed in the history of mankind i have to i have to say this though the box for an atari jaguar oh yeah. it's perfectly fine yeah, yeah it's just a big Cat eyes and all black. Yeah. yeah. Not even a picture of the damn system. Like, like we're not going to tell you what it looks like. Because <laughs> like, if you see what it looks like, you're going to buy it. It looks like a toilet seat lid. That's what <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> if, we, if we put a scary kitty cat on there, though. Oh, yeah. yeah really cool, like, sort of retro 80s font. It literally must be the only video game console to not have a picture of the damn console on the box. I was going to say it's like Dreamcast did. Did it? I think it had that, that swirly blue logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast had like the the. Like, it was hard to see the picture, but it was like that kind of like filter where it's like all purple and orangey and yeah. and all that stuff. But like you could still see. And let me tell you, that controller for the Dreamcast. That's a that's a that's a bad design. That yeah, with that weird like yeah. little like thing that you put inside it with the screen. Right. Like a fucking yeah, the, Tamagotchi. The, 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 the cord, the the cord went below the the controller. Yeah, not over it. Like that was that was awful because yeah. you're always getting like tangled. It's comfortable, you'd have to play it upside down, like looking yeah. at the ceiling. <laughs> Where do you land on the GameCube controller? Uh, you know, I didn't have too many issues with the GameCube controller. For some reason, I it felt. I'm not gonna say intuitive. But mm-hmm. um, I didn't have as much difficulty figuring that controller out as much with some other controllers. I I think I I love it. I mean, the, I think the best controller design is the 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 fact that Sony has stuck with the DualShock for four console generations with very minor 
alterations is a testament to like just mm-hmm. how much they hit that out of the park. Yeah. The, uh, the but shock is like a brilliant yeah. piece of design. Like I, I mean, in terms of, I, I do really like the Xbox One controller as well. But I just think in sure. terms of like yeah. um, something that can fit in pretty much anyone's hands that's easy for like most people to grasp like put their hands around and play mm-hmm. um the sticks are nicely placed you know like the, the buttons feel good um that's a like really really nicely designed controller but i you know right. I, it's simple too i yeah. love that and i've got i've got a lot of time for the the nintendo pro controller is is very very good as well Right, it's not I, so I just far removed from the Xbox. I want more more opportunity to use it. Oh, I, I, I uh, Justin sent me a link to a Kickstarter because I was playing a lot of those uh, Switch arcade games, and in most of the Switch arcade games, you can uh, you can uh, put the layout uh, going uh, vertically instead of horizontally. Mm-hmm. So you know you can tilt the the screen of the Switch on its side and play it like an arcade cabinet. Uh, but there's a Kickstarter. Uh, designing a cradle for the uh, switch screen that you can connect the Joy Cons to, so oh, you can I hold it. Yeah, no, I didn't, I, I didn't I, realize there's a Kickstarter. I saw photos of it with like yeah. the switch and the uh, the cradle with the Joy Cons either side. It's um, got about uh, it's got about ten days left on it. Uh, like it was because I literally the night before he sent that, he sent it to me apropos of nothing except for me talking about playing Donkey Kong on the podcast. Uh, but the night before, I was playing Donkey Kong, and I literally had the screen in my lap, and I was holding the Joy-Cons like this, and I was like, this is just not good. Uh, <laughs> like, this is not how it's meant to be played. Uh, and then as soon as I saw that, and, and I was worried, I was like, okay, how much is this going to be? And then it was like $12. I was like, oh, yeah, no, $12. Yeah, let's, let, let's go. Let's I suppose this. really uh, it's only a piece of molded plastic, isn't it? So. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and, and it's designed to where, like, it's not covering up any of the vents of the Switch. So, like, it's getting good airflow. It's not covering up a bunch of the buttons. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> I just saw I'm sold. I just comment in the uh, chat. He says, what? No N64 controller, love. The N64 controller is... Terrible, Greg. What are your feelings? I really love the N sixty four. Yes, right. That's different. That's why. Well that's why it hurts so bad. It's because like going back to play Nintendo sixty four just sucks now because the yeah. controller is so bad. It's awful. but like amazing games, but. Like most controllers, like the joystick is just loose and terrible because too many spastic kids played Mario Party. Yeah, uh, and did that Massive thing. Massive blisters on the the middle. Exactly, game. exactly. Nintendo sold a free glove to Mario Party <laughs> owners so they could do this. N sixty four. You'll love this one, Matt. Um, mm-hmm. My N sixty four console was the Hey You Pikachu console. Oh, nice! <laughs> so like the glowing. Yep. Cheeks. Yeah, that's awesome. Which I, I still have. Good oh, time. good. Hold on to it. Hold you on get rid to of it. Shit like that. That's, that's probably worse yeah. than Trunk, I'd imagine. Because that yeah. produced a huge amount of those. No, I think that was, I think that was pretty late. Uh, I mean, I guess it would. Yeah, that's probably about yeah. 99, 2000, something like that. Yeah, hold on to that because that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I think you, you press Pikachu's foot to like reset the game too, don't you? Yeah, yeah I, I believe so, if I remember <laughs> right. That's cool. That's good. 
that's good stuff. Yeah, I like the I like the Pikachu design. Sixty four. Uh, yeah, I'd I'd lock your windows at night in case Kelsey tries to break in and rob you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, she'll do it too. She's she is. Uh, I mean, where, where where are you? Where are you at? You're in California, right? I'm in California. Yeah, I, I hear okay. they know how to party. Yeah. Uh. No. Yeah. Yeah. Q. According to uh, Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Sorry, no, Kelsey. Matt, did Kelsey, I steal your bad joke for you? No, no. I'm just no. It's not a joke. Kelsey will steal stuff from you. She's a she's a criminal. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm on about the the California no. party and. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not touching that one here. I was good. <laughs> there, it was. It was fine. <laughs> oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> a matting. That's a box. There's a box quote for my uh, joke book. If yeah. I if I ever bring one out, Matt says they were fine. It was. It was fine. They were fine. It was ellipsis lowercase fine. <laughs> Period. Uh, genius. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I suppose. Right. Sega Genesis. Man, that's. That's a good console to start with. Yes. What's a hell of a console to start with? Yeah. God. I love Sega. (laughs) I think it's time for the Dreamcast, too. I think it's time for them to make a comeback. Quit supporting these other consoles and get back in. If Atari can put out the Atari box after all the shit that they've been through, I think it's time for Sega. You know, what's going to happen is... Around the time Shenmue two, co- uh, Shenmue three comes out. Oh my god! It's that what they're going to do is going to be like surprise Dreamcast two, Dreamcast two, Dreamcast and this console. Apparently, I was reading earlier on. Apparently, um, they've registered with Steam the like details of that game, and apparently, oh, really? apparently. It's going to use a minimum of 100 gigabytes of hard drive space. Holy crap. That's fucking insane. I would have assumed that they probably have maybe a character design so far. The, 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 like the Master Chief collection doesn't take up that much hard drive space. Wow. I guess I, I mean, that, yes, that is an asinine amount. That is a stupid amount of space. Uh, but... Honestly, I am dumbfounded because that must mean that they actually have something. Uh-huh. And I, I would have said, no, we're not going to see Shenmue 3 until like 2025 or something like that. There's no way that's coming out anytime soon. Well, which maybe you will. Matt, you're going to have to put up with it soon. Shit. Have you ever played any of the Shenmue games, Craig? I have not, but I heard, uh, I, I heard the podcast where you guys talked about it quite, <laughs> they were saying, quite like, a bit. It, in their, Have you ever? Oh, go ahead. In their day, they were they were great games, um, and I think kind of kind of groundbreaking in a way. Yeah, um, they're ambitious. They have not aged well at all. Have you ever? Hey, Greg, have you ever had a boring conversation with someone for sixty hours? <laughs> if you have, then you played Shenmue. That's, that's called a family Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I sense Matt has some strong feelings about Shamu. It's just dull. It's just I, 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 I get that it is it was appealing, but there is no way in hell that I would ever go back and play Shenmue. No, it's just like 
like every conversation you have, the guy always just sounds like, you know, like he's, like he's supposed to be like, like a Vin, like he's looking for his dad, right? That's, that's the plot of Shin Mu. Like his dad that mixed up with like the Yakuza and he's like trying to uh, help them out, help, uh, or track down his dad or whatever. But like, he's in, enti- he's like, like, Oh yeah, no, I can drive a forklift and I'll do this for six hours. And, you know, Oh, did you see my dad? No, but you need help with your groceries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll carry this pile like, of melons for you. It's fine. Right. And it's like, why is this four disc? Why are there four discs to this? Why, <laughs> why are you asking me to play 120 hours of nothing? <laughs> And why did Sega fail? Oh. <laughs> they put all of their efforts into stuff like this in Seaman. Seaman. Yes. <laughs> they they knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 I have to have a healthy amount of space between the words sea and man when I say that title because... Pronunciation is everything. <laughs> <laughs> they drug poor Leonard Nimoy out to do that. Come on, man. <laughs> Because he deserves better than C Man. True. Ugh, Did he ever do anything else for video games? Nimoy? I have to imagine. I have to imagine he is. Mm. That seems like a cross, you know, a, a nice little yeah. cross section there. Oh, maybe we'll research it and do like the history of Leonard Nimoy and video games. I'm sure he had. He had. Like, like, come on. He had to narrate something, right? I suppose. <laughs> Is that how he chose his oh, jobs? Oh. Eh, I gotta do something. Oh, do some kind of boring ass video. Whatever, yeah. Maybe he shows up in Shemu. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say exactly the same thing. Maybe he's the I wouldn't know. <laughs> but I think, well, it might be a bit, bit difficult to achieve that now, unless they use like, yeah. some weird like voice emulation. <laughs> well that's the thing just have him like just take a random quote from like one of his uh like documentaries that he hosted and like just like just throw that in there and just weird people out like why is Leonard Nimoy talking about yeah like bird migration if you can put Michael Jackson and Tupac on a song in 2018 that's true yeah you, you can you put Nimoy in <laughs> right exactly like you could design a game around something random that he said <laughs> yeah yeah easily i mean just take like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few and the one right yeah like, there you go. have like a have like a, a cgi leonard nimoy for like the entire game just kind of hanging out and then finally at the end he says that and you're like I oh su- thing is i suppose maybe that kind of does tie into the ethos of Shenmue because like he himself has a need to find his dad, but these people need to like unload their their shop off the back, (laughs) back of a lorry. So exactly. Like these people have boring needs that, that outweighs my missing father. Yeah. And it's like, have you seen my dad? No. Oh, hey, look, a game's arcade. I'm going to go in here. Yeah. Yeah. I got to play hang on for three hours. I got to play afterburner. Get your ass back out there and look for your dad. He's getting cut up by the Yakuza and you're here playing Outrun. What, wouldn't it be great if he, like, I don't know if he ever did actually find his dad because I didn't finish the second. I, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, hey, there's a sequel, so I doubt it. Wouldn't it be great if, like, in the third one, it's like within 10 minutes you find his dad and then the rest of it is just like <laughs> him? Like, it just cuts it was... and he's there in, in the kitchen, like, making sushi with his dad. 
I, I like it. Well, it would be as exciting as the first two games. Um, but like, I would like it if like, he just gets back to his apartment. He's like, dad. And he's like, I just went out to get some cigarettes, man. I just, I didn't mean to, what were you doing on a forklift for five hours? <laughs> it's like, every time I tried to find you, you was, he was somewhere else and I just missed you. Jeez. Were you playing Golden Axe in that fake arcade? <laughs> For six hours? Uh, to be fair, I think we might have just created a superior version of Shenmue. Uh, yeah, I think I think like I'm suing if like, Shenmue three has a lot of what we just talked about in self-aware it. Self-aware Shenmue. <laughs> <laughs> might be the best thing ever. Um, I, wonder, so we, I wonder how many Kickstarter supporters of Shenmue are listening to us and saying, "Shut up!" You know, <laughs> None. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, Greg, <laughs> I'm I'm the supporter for that. Oh, no, no, <laughs> Greg, yeah, no. he donated so much. He's on the credits. He's in the credits for the game. He's got. Congratulations! Game. You'll get to see your name on a PS5 game in six years. <laughs> I like <life> achievement. <laughs> yeah. You finally made it. Yeah. So in short, Greg, if you ever get a chance to play Shenmue, don't bother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's better. There's better things to do with your time. Like, clip your fingernails, <laughs> stare at the wall, watch. Think about. Watch, yeah, watch <laughs> some paint dry. <laughs> yeah, look up Leonard Nimoy documentary. See if there's anything good yeah. there. Google Atari Jaguar controllers. Yeah, look up. Yeah, buy an Atari Jaguar controller. <laughs> do anything but play Shenmue. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I think that might be a step too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Uh, buy a, you could probably buy a Dreamcast for the price of an Atari Jaguar controller. So buy a Dreamcast, True. but don't play Shenmue on it. Play uh, <laughs> play Typing of the Dead or uh, or uh, you know some Marvel vs. Capcom. Have fun with it. A Soul Stone. Yeah, there you go. There you go. A little bit of uh, uh, the Skies of Arcadia and stuff like that. There you go. There's, there's fun out there to be had. First, first online game I ever played was on Dreamcast, Fantasy Star. Fantasy Star? You have a, you have a Dreamcast ca- uh, keyboard? Yeah, I did back then. Yeah, right on. Me too. I got yeah. one too. I uh, bought one for Typing of the Dead. I found it in Chicago and I was like, I'm carrying this home with me. <laughs> this, this asinine, stupid purchase, but... Oh boy, am I going to play some Typing of the Dead? And I did. <laughs> this was like the greatest game ever. Typing. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. We might that might have to be once I get a new setup and a and a and a, and a place where I can hook my Dreamcast up conveniently. I might have to stream some Typing of the Dead. I think you should. Yeah, it, it's I, I got to justify that stupid purchase. <laughs> <laughs> Not the dumbest purchase I've ever made, video game related, but it's probably up there. It's, in terms of like your personal safety, I'm hoping it's one of the more smart ones as well. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what's the dumbest thing I've ever bought for a video game. I don't think I have anything too exciting. Yeah, no, but you've met some like strangers mm-hmm. in car parks. I've met strangers in cars. Yeah, I've met. I've done stuff like that where like. You know, like, like I'm putting my life in my hands for a copy of F Zero X. Hmm. I got to reevaluate myself here. Oh, what you could, what you could do is take Greg with you because Greg's like strong enough to pick up cars and stuff. 
Yeah, we'll meet in the middle somewhere in like New Mexico. Yeah. Like if you go on if you go on Greg's Twitter, there's like tons of videos of him picking up really heavy stuff. Yeah, Yeah. that's uh that's what I like to do on my uh downtime when I'm not playing video games. Or reading comics. Yeah. Picking up heavy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, What's I, the heaviest I, video game thing we could do? <laughs> the, heaviest, <laughs> the heaviest video game cartridge you've ever picked. The original Xbox. Probably up sure, there. Sure, sure. A, a Commodore 64. Probably true, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. We should get you back on. We should like find out like the um, like the weight of every game console ever. Um, can he pick up a Pac-Man machine? We can we can ask Greg like oh. what how much he can bench and then put it in. Wait, have you have you picked up an arcade machine? <laughs> yeah. Not, <laughs> all, <laughs> not by myself completely, but yes. So I used to work at um at uh, like this arcade family fun center um while I was going to college. And um we had to sit there and move some of the games from the arcade to the warehouse and mm. to do that we had to move them from the arcade onto the truck so it was me and my co-worker and our manager with a dolly picking up these arcade games and put it hoisting them onto the truck nice they're, they're not light no no they're they're full of a lot of unnecessary heavy parts Especially that screen. The screen of an arcade machine is like antimatter. Like just. Well, but they essentially like CRT TVs, just in the, they, in they, the top yeah. of a wooden box. But like high intensity ones, ones that were supposed to be designed to be turned on forever. And yeah, they're they're dense. They're like those professional video monitor things. Uh, but yes, no, I'm impressed. You can pick up a. I wonder what the heaviest arcade cabinet is. Like a regular arcade cabinet, not one of those like afterburner hang on things. Like a, I bet it's Sinistar because it's full of evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Smart. But Probably literally, is the actual dark like, matter inside it. I have an adult fear of Sinistar. Like I hate that guy whenever he shows up. He is scary and he, gr- whenever he does the like, uh, uh, he calls you like coward like that, and then like you just hear him go. It's... No, it's not for me. Matt man. just crawls into the corner and cries. Uh, uh, there's too many. There's too many. Uh, uh, too many moments as a six year old boy hanging out at a cigarette filled roller rink, trying to play Sinistar and hearing him <laughs> growl at me and just thinking, "Fuck <laughs> this! This is terrifying." I'm gonna go watch the bloody shit in Mortal Combat. This is awful. <laughs> This evil space Satan growling at me. No, thank you, Sinistar. Ugh, he's horrible. That was that was a deep dive into Matt's childhood. <laughs> yeah, I, I really. I, 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 there's an arcade over here in town, and they have a Sinistar. And every every time I just hear him go, you know, beware, I live. And I'm just like, oh fuck you, man. You're scary as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and, try and some, find some video of that on YouTube and like send it to you in the middle of the night. Please don't. He's so he's so creepy looking. He eats spaceships and shit. Like, fuck that guy. That's so I have some new new memes to make for Matt. Yes. <laughs> Let's I'm mentally sure destroy Matt. Gifts the likes. And I started laughing. It would, yeah, he, it would not. 
It would please don't abuse this power. <laughs> I gave you information. Do not do not do not take advantage it's of it. It's probably not us you're gonna to have to worry about, but Kelsey's probably <laughs> gonna hear this. And or it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it to make Kelsey do some deep research into figuring out what Sinistar is and like <laughs> learning about a video game that was made before like ten years before she was made. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm wor- I'm I'm totally willing to have the shit scared out of me, uh, if it if it meant she 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 had to do the research on that. Okay, fair enough. I'll ma- I'll, I'll have to make sure this happens. <laughs> oh, I just got I, I literally got like a cold shiver just thinking about that guy. <laughs> He's all spiky and shit. Like fuck that. God damn. So Hugh, do you have any uh? <laughs> Characters from games that <laughs> irrational fears. Um, the angry son from Super Mario Brothers three. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that would be one. Imagine, <laughs> He's imagine that existed in real life. <laughs> just uh, swings down and tries to trip you. Yeah, well, he wouldn't Has- do that. He just incinerate you. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know. I think probably like the one that definitely stuck with me when I was first playing it was probably like the creepy nurses in um, Silent Hill. Oh fuck yeah! Okay, that's like real scary shit. Those yeah, those those things creep me the fuck out. Baraka from Mortal Kombat Two is fucking creepy. Like, that's a guy I wouldn't want to hang out with. He's got like knives in his wrist and like those crazy teeth. Nah. It's fair enough. No, thank you. How about you, no, Greg? You. Um. Hmm. Greg's like, I ain't scared of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I didn't kick anything. So I kick Sinistar's ass. <laughs> I wish you would. <laughs> This but is high this time is that motherfucker learned a lesson. Sorry, he picks up my, everything so he can fuck up anything that comes towards his, you know. My problem is I love horror, so I play a lot. Yeah. Of, I'll, I'll play horror games and I watch a lot of horror movies. So, so shit from like Doom and uh, Resident Evil doesn't do anything for you. No, I wouldn't mm. say Doom's particularly scary. Anyway, ah, those that mm, this. I don't like those uh, those dog guys that, that like that that, that like snarl and growl. <laughs> I don't like those guys in Doom, um, and I don't like the fat. I mean, I like the new Doom. The new Doom, it, it it's not as scary, but like the the DOS Doom. Once again, when I was a kid, and like those fat guys with like the guns, like the the big barrel guns. Oh yeah. No, thank, no, thank you. My God. Have either? Thanks, John a- Carmack. Uh, the Evil Within. Yes. Okay. Um, so, you remember the uh, the Spider Woman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. I hate. I I hate her. That, that's that pretty. That's, yeah. That's not good. Yeah. She can torch and shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a... She kept. She kept killing me. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think a lot of the time, <laughs> it's yeah. I, I. That's the same as with that nurse thing in um, Silent Hill for me is like. I think it was just the way it moved more than, like, how it looked. Do you remember in Ocarina of Time, those, like, uh, 
those like zombie naked guys that like just do that do do that thing. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Those guys are those guys are no good. Yeah, yeah, they were kind of <laughs> unnecessary. They were you know, yeah. a bit creepy. And then the Zelda, the fingernail monster in Ocarina of Time. That's not good either. Not like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's some fucked up stuff in video games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, so like Silent Hill, for example, like they will have like the spooky kids. I don't like spooky kids. No. Yeah. Like no, the, no, no, no. I don't like that shit. Yeah. Did y'all play PT? Yes. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh man, I I still have it saved on my PS4 because I apparently like to harbor dark evil, but uh, but yeah, that's some that's some fucked up shit. Yep, that that game is fucking. Blech. That was creepy ass shit. Yeah, like the first time like, you just walk in and you look up and like on the balcony of the second floor you just see a person there. Ooh. Yeah. No good. No good. Hit the Kojima. Go make your Death Stranding game on Norman Reedus. Such a clever, such a clever thing, though, because it was just like because you're repeating the same thing right, yeah. again. It just sort of teaches you to expect things, and then it just plays on that. And God, imagine if you would have made a whole game. Yeah. Fuck. Anyway, it would have been terrifying. That moment where you come around the corner and that one door like opens a little bit and then you look mm-hmm. through it and then there's like that fucking woman in there she's like, get out! She just slams the door. I was just like, yeah. Ah. I think there's oh, like this, uh, this spooky baby thing that's in the sink. Mm-hmm. I, like I that. think actually on my face, buried on my Facebook timeline somewhere is <laughs> um, footage I captured of me like about two minutes of me playing PT, and uh, like I legitimately just like scream in one part. And I'm just like, "Fuck this! Fuck this! Yeah, fuck this. I don't want to play yeah. this anymore." And then like get like get like the microphone out and like whisper the thing in the at, the, at certain moments, and I uh, just fuck that shit. Yeah, I don't like communicating with it. I don't like having <laughs> yeah because because if you do that, it requires you to like put the headphones on, and then it's in your head, man. It's no good. What is up with the world, man? Sinistar. <laughs> I imagine if Sinistar shows up in PT. That'd be <laughs> awful. <laughs> Coward. <laughs> no good. Spaceship eating motherfucker. Craig, I, I think we've broken Matt. <laughs> I am. I am completely destroyed. Well, broke, broke him further, shall we say. Yeah, no, I'm already a cracked egg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, cool. I'm about ready to call this thing because yeah, it's, I know, it's been a sudden in this room, and I need to open some doors and windows. It's also nice to give you an, an opportunity to do something. He has he has he has time off now. Yeah, he doesn't have to go immediately to bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be one o'clock in the morning when I crawl into bed. Well, it probably exactly. will be, but tonight because it's Friday. But you know, but it wouldn't be because of us. No, exactly. It's my own super fault. And I won't there be up go. until about midday tomorrow. Anyway, excellent. That's so yeah. Well, yeah. That's, Thank uh, you for joining uh, us, Greg. Yeah, Greg. Where can the people? Uh, where can the people find you on on all those social media platforms? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HulkBeast fifty one, and on like Joey says on the Instas at uh, <laughs> HulkBeast. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Joey does. Joey doesn't do it all creepy like Matt. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. You don't mean that. No, I don't. Um, I love having you right up in my ears. Hugh, where can the people find you on social um, media? You can find me at hgenderscorepaz on Twitter, and I am also on the Insta at HughPaz, H-U-W-P-A-Z. Well, it's real simple to find me because I'm at Johnny Matwood on both Twitter and Instagram. See what I mean? You can almost, <laughs> you can almost hear the saliva. <laughs> <laughs> but you can also find talking games uh if you want to get in contact email us games at talkingcomicbooks.com even if uh, we are experienced that yeah we are at talkingvideogames.com uh, on twitter we are at talking underscore games youtube.com slash talking games videos twitch.tv slash talking games and once again we are a humble partner in which you can find out more on the website. Uh-huh. But that is going to wrap it up for episode 201 of the Talking Games podcast. Until next time, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Hugh. Thank you, Matt. All right, good job, Greg. You did Yay. it. Right? It takes a you while. better than I did the first, the first <laughs> yeah. time. Although, to be fair, Bob, the first time Bobby did it, he just dropped it on us, and I was just like... Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happened in my first episode, too, where it's just like, what are we doing? Do we say bye to each other? I don't know what we're doing, yeah. man. So. But, uh, but until next time, be good to one another. Adios.